Welcome to Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where we hear real stories from real men living real lives. I'm your guide, Ned Shout. Fatherhood is not only about being a dad, it incorporates providing and serving a home, loving and serving a spouse, engaging and serving in a community, as well as intentionally serving our kiddos. Fatherhood is an adventure, one full of fun, wild, and messy stories. In this podcast, we will hear stories from real men who have found themselves living the adventure of fatherhood. These stories will connect us and allow us to continue to grow into the men fatherhood is calling us to be. I bring each guest on due to specific stories they've shared with me, ones that I think will make you laugh or help you grow. Get ready. I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Carlos. Say hi, Carlos. How's it going? It is going good. So Carlos and I were connected through a friend. Uh, it had to be five years ago. And uh, I mean, we haven't really hung out that many times. No. But Carlos has made a significant impact in my life because he introduced me to my barber, Julio. I've changed many people's lives. Shout out to Julio. Sure. If you're listening, my hair's on point because of you. It looks great. It looks great. <laughs> Dude, I love that guy. I would went to get cut from him in his garage. Like, I was going to ask. Ago. I was like, when did Nate take you? Was it like that period? Yep. It was before they had the shop. So it was did he like, do the same thing I did to Nate? Because you know Nate and he's he was he was pretty sketched out because I just pulled up to a dude's house. Oh, Nate was? Yeah. Pulled no, up to a dude's house, knocked on his garage because it was closed. Yeah, yeah. Comes up. Julio's right there in the chair. And I'm like, you're going to get cut by this guy. That's awesome. I actually went solo. Oh, awesome. So I think Nate just said go there and I go just trusted him. <laughs> Was know? his garage up or did you have to do the knock? I don't, re- I don't remember. Oh, I remember the first time being like a little, okay, cool. I'm going to go knock on a house door and go into the garage. But the garage was dialed like fake wood floor, Yep. barbershop chair, plants, music. All the suavecito signs. Yep, looked like a barbershop. It was perfect. And I'm sure it was all city legal, so don't worry about it. Yeah, all the papers <laughs> were there, man. Um. So to get a little bit of understanding of Carlos, ask you a few questions. How long have you been married? I've been married four years. Four years, okay. So, but we've been together for eleven. Dang. Yeah. Okay. So we dated in high school. Dated in high school. So high school sweethearts. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And you have kids. We have one beautiful baby boy. He's and about to turn two. About to turn two. Santiago. His full name is Natmo Carlos Santiago Campis. That's serious. I know. It's fancy. I, I hope he like just Rocks owns it. it yeah, yeah. Like kicks in doors and says his name. It'd be beautiful. So who who shows the name? Uh, my name is Narmo Carlos Campis. Um, and my father's name is Narmo. His father's name was Narmo. His father's name was Narmo. So uh, firstborn son gets the Narmo. Um, so yeah, I was excited about it. Like So, so he, I knew my firstborn son's name since uh, I was a yeah, kid. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. So you go by Carlos, though. I go by Carlos. He goes by Santiago. What yeah. does your dad go by? Narmo. Narmo. Yeah. Okay. His dad passed away when he was like nine. So he's uh, he's always had that name. So when your dad passes away, will you then go by that or no? No, man. People no. mess it up so much. The, the name's too hard. It's too hard because people want to say Norman or Norma. And I'm like, come on, Come dude. on. You're come just butchering it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So... Four years marriage, baby boy that's two. Yeah. Is there, you planning on maybe more kids? That's probably the question everybody asks you. Yeah, everybody does. Um, uh, of course, we want more kids because okay. he is just the cutest thing, the greatest thing. Um, 
but a lot of parents are telling me this you kind of get into this groove of the first kid feeling so perfect that Mm -hmm. you're like i just don't want to mess anything up right right now it's just so perfect yeah um so we're in that stage of of, deciding when yeah of deciding when when knowing that like no matter what like we could end it here because this kid's awesome yeah um but we we want to parent more children um so eventually cool what does he call you calls me dada um and you know it's the best thing to hear yeah like he'll say it to himself he'll just be like uh dada uh dada and i'll just be like yeah that's That's right dada yeah that's awesome what has been the best resource to you as relatively new father i listen to a lot of podcasts um a lot of dudes in uh my community that i'm part of uh emmaus church um a couple books any uh, books that you'd recommend that man i wish i would have remembered the name it's just called you could just search fatherhood okay. book and it's like uh fatherhood for the upcoming father nice it's, it's a pretty it, it's gonna be the number one thing on amazon nice um they just go like month by month while your wife's pregnant or your partner's pregnant um and then the first year okay um, and did you read the whole thing i read the whole thing in nice like, in like a month and i was just so stoked dude just so pumped to have a kid yeah <laughs> um but beyond that other books have have just been good in regards to like taking care of myself like starting to get healthier because um, you want to keep up with your kids mm. like i don't want to be the the chunky dad or the yeah. dad that just was like watching from the car. Like I want to be able to get out there and do it. Yeah. yeah. So have you Until he's like in high out, Have you always worked out or mainly now that you've had a kid? The last time you saw me, I was probably like 260 pounds. Probably. I'm Dang. like 192. Dude, what's up? Yeah. Knuckles. Yeah. Dude, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> it takes so, time and energy. It takes time. And dedication. It's taken these whole two years with the boy. Um, just working out Dude. and running. Let's say eating right just because you want to be able to play with them in high school and still be able to like block a shot or two. Yeah. yeah and, not just get spanked. You know. spank no. Your yeah. Kid. Yeah. No. You don't want that. <laughs> Got to put them in their place. So I didn't ask how old are you? I'm 28. 28. I just turned 28. Just turned 28. Okay. Yeah. So first kid at 26. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Young dad. I'm a young dad. Heck yeah. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> rebel and creates posted up here on the wall is a mantra that I live by. And it's to, could really be applied to a lot of stuff, but at its core, it's to rebel against either the view that you put on yourself or that you allow the world to put on you as what it means to be a man. And then out of that, create, like from the rubble, from from tearing down the walls, what are you going to create out of that with either the new energy, the new time, the new mind space, whatever. So the, the story I brought you on to talk about and the rebel and create kind of go together. So we're just going to kind of jump into what you're rebelling and creating and then uh, just go from there. See where the conversation takes us. Cool. So <clears throat> I did I did listen to the last, the last podcast like yesterday. Um, and the dude asked his wife like what he's rebelling against. Yeah. So I did that. And that's what really cleaned up my answer a little bit because it was going to be this really long like... I'm rebelling against everyone's perspective of like what a dad needs to be and what I have to do as a job to to be a man and to be a dad. Robin's like, 
I don't think you ever thought about that because early on, Robin's my wife, by the way, um, she told me like pretty early on that I had chose to rebel against everybody's opinion. Like I just wouldn't care about what they wanted for my life because they weren't living it. Um, so <laughs> I'd say, I'd say that in like the broadest terms of like being rebelling against you needing to be the man that, uh, people around you and not in a negative way. How am I going to say this, Ned? Like, um, okay. So you're saying in a sentence, you're saying you don't care what people think. I don't want to say that out loud, but yeah, I don't care what people think. I okay, just so it. really though, like yeah. I feel like people who say they don't care what people think, care what people think. So how is it different for you? It's different for me in that I care so much more what my wife and my kids think of me. Okay, so that's killer. Yeah. So you do care what people think. Yeah. You have just narrowed down whose opinion it is that really is going to matter yeah. in your decision making. The the sentence, I don't care what people think about me, let's put that in air quote, the people part, and just say other people. Um, and like people who would say, why don't you work? Why doesn't your wife stay home? Okay, so there we go. So there's <laughs> there the, the bomb drop right there's there. The bomb that drop. was the question or the reason I'm like, dude, this guy's got to come on. So you're a stay-at-home dad. Yep. I'm interrupting this important conversation that you probably just started getting into with a big announcement. During the month of November and the beginning of December 2019, I need your help and this is all hands on deck. I've created a daily journal designed to help dads like you and I stay focused on being the engaged and intentional fathers we desire to be. Do you ever feel like I do sometimes, like you're not cutting it, you're not hitting the mark as a father? Well, my hope is that this journal would be one tool that could help you get there. But... It will not come to market unless it is funded. We are doing this through a crowdfunding website where it's all or nothing. So please go to our Instagram or Facebook at Rebel and Create and follow links to our Kickstarter campaign for the Fatherhood Legacy Journal. Or you can go to kickstarter.com and in the search put in Fatherhood Legacy Journal or Rebel and Create Fatherhood Legacy Journal and it'll pop up and we need your help. So please buy a journal for yourself, for a friend, or for a dad that you know. We would so appreciate it because we believe fatherhood matters and we're doing all we can to spread the word and create tools that will help support dads everywhere. And now back to that important conversation you were just getting into. Okay, so in your in your rebelling against what people think, do people give you crap about being a stay-at-home dad? The, like passively every once in a while, but it's usually people who don't know me well. Um, so people who I would have worked with in the past and they catch up and they're like, dude, what are you doing now? Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I stay at home and I hang out with my kid. And they're like, oh. And you just see it and it's just like... You're like it's 2019. Yeah, dude, <laughs> like my wife like just kills it and she is career oriented she's driven you know she got her master's degree she wants to do something with a career i've always wanted to be a dad um so we're doing what we want to do and like so it's almost like when we first i kind of introduced the rebel and create ideas that you're rebelling against maybe something yourself or maybe a status quo of the of the culture yeah. And not that our culture is super like in the 50s still where the man works, but I think at some level, you know, that's still sort of the norm. Oh, dude, maybe. yeah. I'm... Or at least both both parents working. 
Yeah, right? I mean, that's I'm Latino. Like, of course. Like, so that's even that's so, even more. So for you culturally, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, really, you stay, you go work, mm-hmm. and your wife stays home and does the family stuff. Yep. So not only are you kind of rebelling against American sort of maybe standard, but also Latino culture. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so what do you want to create out of that? And then we'll dig more into what it's like stay-at-home dad and how you got there. What I want to create is um, a confident family and like a confident son and whatever other children we end up having um, and a service-oriented family. So like, um, I guess the best word for it is I'm, I'm hoping to create compassion um, in, in my household. That's what I'm really wanting. So confident in yourself mm-hmm. so that then you, you can, can help help, help others. others. Yeah. And be aware of others since you're not just focusing on yourself. 100%. Were you confident growing up? I think I was confident in stereotypical ways in the ways that like my dad wanted me to be confident. You know, I was like, I could handle myself in a fight. I was a strong kid. I was athletic. Um, but I don't think that my confidence was like, truly secure until i became a young adult so then you also said that you recently lost like 70 pounds is that right you said you were yeah you were 260 yep one 192 right so now was there did that have anything to do with like like confidence stuff or was that just kind of it just happened because if you're young and athletic at some point did that change oh or? dude that changed so the second you stop playing sports and you know, I would play three, four sports a year. Yeah, like high uh, school. High school. Okay. Um, and so you would be able to eat whatever you want because you got a killer yeah. metabolism yeah. and you're working out so much. Every day, all day, just playing. And then you are like, I have this great idea. I'm going to work a lot and I'm just going to like dig in and you work out and you dig in and you start just losing yourself in the same diet that you had as a high schooler, as an adult yeah. with no working out. It's bad, man. Um, yeah, that, so, that happened. So did that impact your confidence at all? Um, no, I don't Not think really. so. No. So then why is confidence important for you to teach your family? Why, why that word? Because I'm able to make decisions because I know that I'll, I'll figure it out. Like it'll work out for me. Um, I'm resourceful and I'm confident in figuring things out. What and gave I you want your confidence. My childhood, like. Uh, being raised partially by you know my parents and what they wanted from me and me being so nerdy and having like my own little proxy mentors and like people like Yoda and like these fictional characters that I took so seriously Um, and just knowing that if I'm doing the right thing like uh, and if I know I'm doing the right thing it's it's gonna work out it's gonna what go do you well. think I'm a gave positive you that, dude. Yeah, what think what gave you that thing to do the right thing? So even at the beginning before we started recording, you were saying how the rebel and create almost threw you off a little bit because you've never been the you never felt like the rebel. Yeah. So you've always kind of chosen the good guys. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um like the kids liked Wolverine and I was like, "Dude, Cyclops, man, he's trying to keep the team together. Yeah. He's trying to figure this out for them." <laughs> um I don't know. I I think it's just um, when you're, I, I, I don't know. I just never found it appealing to be mean mm. or, uh, and so 
I just went the drastic like Boy Scout level good for a big part of my life. Um, I just, I liked, here it is. I think this is what it is. I like seeing people react to somebody being nice Mm. or doing something good for them. So like I would see the rare times, you know, that my dad did something really nice for my mom. Um, She would light up. It, It would change. And then I'd do something and I'd see that reaction. So I think I was, I was excited by the fact that like, you just have to help people and they'll cheer up and then they'll be a better version of themselves. Like, why, why aren't we all doing this? Like, I didn't get why my cousins would yell at their moms and I'd be like, dude, if you just are nice to them, probably, they'll be nice to yeah, you. Get what you so, want. Yeah. Um, so you said you saw your dad love your mom. Yeah. Your dad loved your mom? No, not no. anymore. No. No, no, no. It was those rare times uh, and they were that... That's how important they are. They, it was it was that there was a rare times that I got so excited about. Oh, yeah. Because you longed for that more. Oh, 100%. And so when you saw it work, you're like, you could just do this all the time. Yeah. And you're just like, dude, why aren't you doing this all the time? So, yeah, that was that was rough. So they're not together anymore. Oh, no, no. Uh, the day after I got married, um, he he was he moved out. Damn. Yeah, they waited till like they stayed together for the kids. Literally. Are you the youngest? I'm the youngest. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So did it still hurt? Oh, 100. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. There's. Why a, there's do a... we pretend like it doesn't hurt? Because <clears throat> you want to. Not. I'm not saying you pretend. I'm saying culturally. Oh, you I'm saying like it doesn't freaking hurt, and you're. 22 years old and you have like the most exciting day of your life yeah and they're like cool yeah they were cool about it they didn't tell me for a bit you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> i guess yeah yeah um but we we knew like mm. we knew since we were kids like that kind of stuff so um it's unfortunate but uh, do you think it's better that they stayed together while you were kids oh i that's a hard one i think it was the best thing for our family okay I think that they made um, uh, they, they they made the decision with the intention of love, and so there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah no. I mean, the reality is, <clears throat> it's like life is just messy. Oh, 100. You know, and and I l- believe in the idea of marriage and uh, people and community, but I also know that we live in a world that's messy. So it's like if somebody's listening and they feel like shit about whether they're choosing to stay or go, I mean, my hope, desperate hope is that they stay and there's a way to figure it out. But sometimes yeah. they're just, I don't, I don't know. I'm not in that situation. So sometimes there's just maybe isn't. Yeah. Life I is life. To, yeah. Life is life. So how does that impact you going into your marriage and you being a dad and loving your family? I make, I make the choices like every day to do it. Um, I think a lot of people lean on the idea of romantic love a lot Mm. and it's totally there and it's something that you can keep going. Um, But there's also the choosing of love, like choosing to love every day. Um, And I think service has a lot to do with that style of love. It's uh, putting your spouse before you. Um, 
And so that, that needs to relate to your kid too. Um, so thinking about that, that's how I, that's how I do it. I remember those few times when he was a killer dad, you know, in, in both categories of husband and dad. Um, and you know, I, it's not a perfect thing, but, um, I at least had those examples like peppered about my childhood. And so I hold on to those, those seasons of, of joy and being like, okay, let's replicate that and be more intentional to keep it going. Uh, So what are you going to do? Like practically? Yeah. To keep it intentional. Practically, um, we, we talk on Sundays, like in regards to planning the whole week. Hmm. So, uh, that's a time when I also get a check in to see how she's doing, um, mentally, like with what she does. My wife works for CPS. Hmm. Um, she's a master's level social worker. Too gnarly. Uh, yeah. So she, you know, we both were in the field of working um, with kids and families in difficult situations. Um, and so I, I remember what it's like, um, but now she's doing it at such a higher level um, that I just try to be as humble about my experience of it and just know that this is hers and instead me just, of having an answer instead of having an answer because i'm i'm a fixer dude i want to be like dude you should do this you should yeah. do this this will fix that yeah um she doesn't need that she doesn't need that she just needs to hang out and then tell me about it um like well, if you can learn that at year four of being married i'm year i don't know 15 <laughs> 16 and I'm still learning to just listen. I'm still learning, but I choose to learn from like people like you and people like Nate. And like I, I seek, I seek those dudes that I'm like, hey, uh, it's this is gonna sound really sad. Like I didn't have a great dad. Like, can you show me how to do this? Kind of that feeling you get when you ask somebody to teach you how to do a skill. Uh, I don't think we do that enough. That's why I love mentoring. Oh yeah, um, I think. I think that the way the reason I am where I am, which is still just in messy life, yeah, is great mentors. Yeah, you know, great dad, but also going. I know that I need other men to influence my life, and like you said, you mentor others. Mm-hmm. I've got to be pouring into other people, otherwise I'm not giving back and I'm not learning because I step up my game if I know somebody's watching me. Yeah, you know, the, um, that's a big thing. The eyes are on. Have you always had mentors? Yeah. Yeah. My mom saw that um, I needed more than just my dad. So she did a really good job of being like, hey, go ask that person over there if they'll show you how to do that. And I'm like, no, I don't know them. Um, And it took a a season, like when I was like seven or eight, she just pushed me to to find other people to help me with things. Um, And I got used to it. And I saw the benefits, so I was yeah. like, just keep doing it. We've talked about... <clears throat> okay, so we've talked about a lot of <laughs> awesome stuff already. Yeah. So I don't want to miss anything. The thinking about the confidence, the service for your family. We kind of went down that path, mm-hmm. talked about that. Um, we talked about being intentional with your spouse. Let's just stay there for a second. Okay. So... Somebody might be listening and being like, I've been married 20 years. 
you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Right? That is bullcrap, right? Yeah. You're a man. I'm a man. We all have time. We all have the same decisions every day. But it is based on those daily decisions that we make of where it's going to put us down the road. Yeah. So what other things are you doing to intentionally ensure that your relationship's going to last? There's uh, a lot of easy ways to see how it fails for a lot of other people. And so you kind of look at that first. Um, it's always like, like finances or something that has to do with like a physical relationship that you see pretty common. Um, so uh, being financially responsible is actually like a, a huge thing that I tell young dudes. Be like, I proposed to my wife with a down payment for a house and a ring. Like no it was, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, um, let's just get married. Cause I, I love you. It's like, I love you. I want to get married to you. I'm going to show you. And so, um, it's finances are important. Uh, yeah, I know that that probably was like the weirdest answer. No, I think uh, it's a okay. great answer. People are like, what? No, I mean, think of how many people, let's get married and we'll just live at my folks house for a year while we save up or get our crap together. Yeah. Are you joking? Yeah. You, you know? don't want to be having like, like sex in your like race car bed. Like, I mean, maybe, but maybe. Not, okay. Not, you're right. <laughs> not that you have to be there. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um yeah so that's it's it's that it's um and then what happened to that what happened to the i want to marry your daughter i'm gonna go work for five years and save the money and get the ring and do this not i could go get a ring and put it on credit tomorrow yep you can or you could pay cash the the reason why it's i i think it's not um it, it was made easy to get married and it's easy to get divorced um so it shouldn't be so easy to get married it shouldn't be so easy to get married it shouldn't be that's that's what i think like if i for my son i'd be like dude i don't want to be that guy but i believe in your love and that's why i want you to work at it i yeah. want you to work at it before you even are married yeah um and, and with a daughter i don't even know how you're like i don't I'm steroids sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> with a daughter you're just like how 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 could anybody ever deserve dude like, i'm praying for their husbands right now yeah yeah i'm praying that other dudes are listening to this and they're stepping up and being engaged in their son's life and not being a jackass and let them watch whatever do whatever that that's what i tell dudes when they're like why did you choose to be a stay-at-home dad and i'm like because you might have a daughter dude yeah like like and it's like what well, they don't think about it and then I have to explain it to them and it's it's like don't you want me and my wife to make the best parenting decisions we can to raise the best kid this is our best parenting decision that we can make she's wanting a career I'm wanting to stay at home like we're making the best decision for our unique like half Jewish half Latino family and we're we're doing the damn thing like watch and you do your own thing and for all i know you might raise a daughter that might love my son so i'm gonna be good to you be good to me and like let's let's try to figure this dude, out dude i got chills because if we lived in a village oh my gosh 
you know, yeah. I would see it. Oh, I yeah. would see it, and and I would be able to speak into it and and hold you accountable, and you hold me accountable, right? Yeah. And it's not bad that we live in cities and suburbia and whatever, but it's like we all put on our best face. We all think that our crap doesn't stink. Yeah. And we're so busy that we're we're on the regular not. I wouldn't say fathers are known for engaged love mm-hmm. discipline coach for life. Yeah. You know, and that's my hope through Rebel and Create is that more dads go, oh my gosh, that guy, my kid's going to marry his kid. Like this, yeah. this matters. This yeah. ma- How he treats them matters. I need to hold him accountable yet. I better be holding myself accountable that I'm raising a son and daughter, you know, and the way I act is how my son's going to act. Yeah. The way I treat my wife in front of my kids is how my son's going to treat. Like this stuff matters. Yeah. Okay. So we went to the, how you're keeping your life uh, intentional, trying to focus on that marriage. You said finances. <laughs> is there oh anything my else? gosh. That is, that is a hilarious thing to get like played back to you. Um, you said finances. That's I think it's be, a great one. Oh, I think so too. But it's like the most romantic thing, right? It's like finances. Um, I well, think. Well, I think, and maybe this isn't your case, but opposites attract, right? Oh, one, yeah. So, like, yeah. I'm the penny pincher, uh huh, and my wife isn't. Yeah, which makes a great balance most of the time, because then I will enjoy the money I make. Yep. Versus just watching it sit, because she's like, hey, let's, you know, and and she has a roof because we're just not spending it all. Yep. So it's like a good balance. So do you find yourself in that same situation or not really? Yeah. Yeah. We we're pretty, um, we're pretty bare bones on, on what we do with our money. Like even before I stopped working, uh, the second, second paycheck just kind of went out to service stuff, hmm. um, being able to give. Um, so, yeah, we do a good job of budgeting. She's actually like really into budgeting. She's really into like goals, uh, financial goals. And I'm really good at just being cool with it. Yeah. Uh, the things that I want are usually experiences. So we'll just go do those things and they don't usually cost a ton of money. It's usually like, hey, I want to go out this weekend. I want to go hike or I want to just go play with our son. I want to go be outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and for her, like... She likes to go shopping every now and then. She likes, there's just like a few things that we both really like to get for ourselves. And so we just work that into our budget instead of like trying to uh, stretch our budget to pull it off. So like, no, just write it into your budget. If it's that important to you, if you like Julio that much, like you throw it in your budget. Yeah. It's your barber budget, you know? Um, So yeah, we do that. All right. All right. So let's jump back to the house stuff. Let's cool. go to your stay-at-home dad. Yes. What's up with that? What's up with that? It's great. Um, How long you been a stay-at-home dad? So, okay, I don't have a date, but your st- your your wife's pregnant for nine months. Are you working during that time? I'm working during that time. I'm working. Uh, I'm working and taking my son to work when he. Um, you're working on taking him to work with you he so when he when he's born okay um my wife has a certain amount of time of leave okay so she's at home with him and i'm really wanting her to just like just bond and just recover 
because she had a three-day labor and it was brutal brutal but makes you that much more excited when the baby comes out um so she was just resting recovering i uh went back to work um after two weeks off and then uh as soon as she was able to um kind of get the attachment there like start breastfeeding all that kind of stuff and she was prepping to go back to work i would take him to work with me and i just switched to part-time at the center um, as we looked for a new hire uh so So this time you're running a youth center in a town in northern california yep okay so (laughs) so how old is this baby and you're taking him around uh he's going with me like everywhere at like three months like two three months and it's adorable and it's great um but it is not sustainable and we know that not sustainable for you to take him places <laughs> to take him places like to, to the youth center out. yeah yeah um and so we're like just looking for a new hire um to take my position we even started before so why'd your wife trust you to take the baby cuz i'm the father listen to that ladies it's so frustrating when i hear like uh I think some other dude said it like the, oh, he's babysitting our kid right now. And it's like, oh, hell no. Like he's being a dad. Like, um, but I think the moms and this isn't, I'm not trying to poo poo on them. The dude could step up and say, Hey, I got this. Oh no. That's, that's what I mean. It. I mean it from the point. I kind of mean both. I kind of mean both (laughs) because I think that sometimes there's just this, well, I'm the dad and I don't know what to do with him till he's three or four or five. Yeah. And then I think there's the mom who just accepts that and doesn't leave the kid home with the dad and know that the kid will survive. He'll survive. Yeah. It'll be okay. Yep. So, dude, that's killer. Three yeah. months old, you're packing him. Before before Santi was, um, I don't even know if he was one yet, but Robin's work is just so intense and she does so much. I was like, you need to have a girl's trip. You need to get mm-hmm. the hell out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, because she had, she didn't have like full-blown pars- postpartum, but like it, it's just hard. Yeah. Well, it's just yeah. hard. I mean, you go through all of that. Yeah. Then you're going to go back to work. And then even for her, you know, she's not here to defend herself, but there's some of that maybe, you know, you're battling the, I'm a dad who stays home and she's battling a, I'm a mom and my four month old is at home with my husband you know, there's probably some of that. And on that side, her. there's probably a ton of, wait, what? You know, and right. she did get a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but she, it's like, you got to go on a trip. And she went on a trip and it was just me and the boy. And he was still like, he's still getting breast milk. So I'm like waking up all night just with a little bottle and hoping he'll just go down for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, the, the stay at home adventure is is a very different one but that transition point uh i wasn't like a full-blown stay-at-home dad because we had to find a place a person to take over the center first um and then once we found that awesome person uh i was able to step down completely um and then uh the the over eagerness took over and that's probably when i started learning about being a stay-at-home parent and how different it is from your expectations of what it's going to be like. Okay. <clears throat> Couple of thoughts. Go for it. <laughs> what have you... Okay. How long have you been a stay-at-home dad? It's been like... He's two now, so 
about a, a little over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stay at home dad a little over a year. What have you learned about yourself in being a stay at home dad? What I've learned about myself is how quickly I can fall into um, what I've seen before me. So like you have all these intentions like I'm not going to be my dad. I'm not going to say stuff my dad said. I'm not going to. And then Santi like touches that outlet one too many times. And I the voice that comes out is my dad's. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where'd that come from? Go back in there. Um, so like uh, I think that that's one that like deep down inside and not in a negative way, not in a like deep down inside you're just your dad but like you are what you experience and that's why being present is the most important thing um because in those moments of just frustration or quickness uh i could fall back into what i've seen before me so you almost have to be present in what you want to be yeah yeah so that's a big thing i think that too much of the society we've said you can be whatever you want you can't no you can't be whatever you want. No. But you could be whoever you want. Yeah. But that's character. That's character. And that takes work. It takes all the work. And that takes being present with yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so... You uh, think it's going to be all directed towards this kid and his structure and how he's growing. And then you realize, like, oh, I need to be directing some of it towards me and me growing in the process of being a dad. Yeah. Is it pretty easy to be a stay-at-home dad? No, it's not. <laughs> so maybe that's a little shout-out to all you dads who you're, maybe your spouse stays home. Like, that. that is a lot oh, of work. dude. Like, and, and moms every once in a while will be like, it's hard. Um, but, like, you know, I'm around moms a lot, going to, like, Mother Goose on the Loose and stuff. <laughs> What's Mother Goose on the Loose? It's the best thing in the world. Lincoln Library has this program where it's like a kids interactive like sing dance nursery rhyme kind of thing you're just sitting on the floor was that with hard, your kid was that hard for you to start rolling up to that kind of stuff and getting out was there or, or, or were you that confident i was that it's confident okay. it's okay dad which led to a lot of moms like you're such a good dad you're so, and i'm like i'm doing the exact same thing as you like yeah you're being a good mom like mm. like um did and your I, wife buy you a bigger wedding ring <laughs> during this period as, or no? after i started working out my wedding ring doesn't fit me. <laughs> so I was like, wife, you got to get on that. You got to yeah. get me one of those silicone bands. Um, no, but no, she's she's just as confident as I am <laughs> in, that, in that regard. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I, I think sometimes moms don't even sit down to... Any stay-at-home parent doesn't probably sit down to be like, okay, if this was a do- job description and I had to hand it over... Like, what would it look like? How do you... Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, it's like... People would be like, wait, what cook, are you doing clean, this for? Cook, uh, clean, and, and take I mean, care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Okay, so how do you maintain your own identity through being a stay-at-home dad? Because it's like a lot of times the same stuff all day long. So are there any things that you've done on your kind of weekly basis to help maintain your own identity or things that you are passionate about or care about? Yeah. Um, I still care about the people that I was able to work with. So I have this like core group of young adults that had transitioned through the program. Um, and now like some are like trying to become electricians. Some of them are 
a lot of them are getting into the trades. A few of them are having kids of their own mm. really young. Um, so giving some time to that. Um, so still having some people you're mentoring. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have a 4 a.m. club of um, uh, a kiddo that uh, is graduating his super senior year. We He lives with us. Um, so he has 4 a.m. club of working out with uh, another young adult. And so they come over to my house, the garage, um, and we do a workout uh, three days a week. And then we have PM workouts three days a week. So working out has been kind of like my community and mm. my wellness. I kind of just push them together. I think you end so up hybriding do, a lot yeah. when you're a stay-at-home parent. So do you do you do that while Santi's asleep or somebody else with Santi during those times? So I have like a whole day before Santi wakes up. Um, I do all the cleaning and the working out and like my personal like Bible time and prayer time, all that kind of stuff before my wife and my son wake up. Um, and then during the PM one, my mom, who just can't get enough of my son, uh, she'll come watch him. So she comes like three days a week um, and she watches him for about an hour and a half, two hours. Um, and I get to do whatever I want, whatever I want in that time. Hmm. Um, How often do you emotionally break down? Often being a stay-at-home dad <laughs> oh for being a stay-at-home dad um i mean just all the weight of okay like the routine sounds great i'm like on it yeah cool but how often does it break down and you're like so far one because you got to remember it hasn't been a long time yet it's been a year it's been a year uh it's not super long but i've had maybe one like sit down with the wife like upset breakdown um like it's just so much pressure or it's so much of the same routine. Or it's it's more of like, hey, pause. Look at all the cool shit I do. <laughs> like, like, look you want at it to be the... noticed. Yeah. Yeah, I think oh. so. I think uh, like that's that's a new thing for me um, because uh, I I'm so used to being noticed. Like with the youth center, you have like everybody's looking at you. Everybody's like saying like, good job. Like oh my gosh, that kid stopped doing drugs. It's like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, um, I think that's a great point out in the workforce. Oh my gosh. You get like workforce. bonuses, praise. Yeah. Or you get crapped on or you get crapped on. <laughs> no, but I mean, you get Be good noticed, at your job, bro. <laughs> right. You get noticed. You get, you, you get both. Yeah. You get a paycheck. So yep. even if it's not the bonus, even if it's not the whatever, you, you get a paycheck. Base level. So yep, there's this base level recognition, mm-hmm. um, reward, for doing something like yeah. every two weeks i'm going to get a reward for yeah. doing this whereas as a stay-at-home parent it's like uh yeah my kid still craps himself and wets the bed and yeah. it feels like this has been going on forever and you know you it, it helps to like get your motivation from like from yourself mm-hmm. but that that's also not sustainable so um it's it's good to surround yourself with people who can let you know like dude it looks like you're a little frustrated it looks like you're you're going through something because sometimes it, it's just a perfect storm like when my that, go ahead, go, go ahead. oh when my wife has on calls like that's a commitment to our family like our whole family is committed to an on-call night essentially yeah. because she's still breastfeeding um and i'm i'm there any single time she wakes up I wake up with the boy because he'll only sleep 
like with me like holding him at that point we co-sleep by the way that's that's another thing to toss in there like it's just adding right so co-sleeps your kid sleeps with you he sleeps right in between us yeah and then um and then we wake up and we go other places um but yeah that so she'll get a call and we'll all wake up uh so when it comes to our life like we're we're the worst and the best on on on-call nights we're the best because we still make it through uh but we're the worst because like last night at like 9 p.m my wife's like we went out to get her ice cream because she's just been having a rough day and our son had ice cream at like 9 p.m didn't go down to like like way late because he's hopped up on sugar and it's like you know what it's on-call night and we're just gonna get through this as a family because it's it's crappy so I love it because one of the things that I'm so about is be yourself yeah, and do what you think is best for your family. We're so about, like we scheduled our kids and have them out of our room ASAP, Yeah, which is great. You're doing it a different way. Yep. It's like, let's do it the ways that we think we should parent yeah. versus, yeah, let me give you my opinion. And you know, all the things of why you shouldn't do that. It's like, yeah. dude, shut up. Right. <laughs> if if you're being intentional and being present and I mean, you were given the gift to bring life into this world. So if you're using your brain and, and, and pausing and reflecting and deciding on how to do that, that's the beauty of what we get to do. Yeah. You know, and I kind of joke sometimes when my wife and I are trying to make a decision about something with our kids, it's like, you know what, when they're 25, we're going to look back and think we should have, could have, would have with all these things. So, Let's make a decision and let's move on, right? Because we're not going to do it perfect. It's not going to be perfect either way. Yeah. Dude, last night I, I kind of snapped at my son in a sense like Sarah was asking him to do something and it was like bedtime and it's five kids and now they have three different bedtimes. So the earliest one's pissed if the other ones get to stay up, the other ones are pissed because the other ones stay up for five minutes longer. Well, now we only get 25 minutes without them, you know, whatever. It's funny. So I was like, I didn't even know what happened. But my wife asked Brody to do something and he didn't do it. I was like, dude, do what your mom said right now. And then he was just, I could see his face. He's just like, hmm. felt like it wasn't just, it wasn't just. And I had, no, I, so I, 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 I grabbed his hand and I pulled his face by mine. I said, dude, I don't know what happened. I was backing up your mom and we might've been wrong. And if we were wrong, I'm sorry. We're not going to get it right every time. We're just, we're all trying to do our best to live like in community here. So if I was wrong about that, I'm sorry. And that was it. That's you know, beautiful. Then I hugged him and went to bed. But <clears throat> that's the reality. Dude is like, I'm not going to make the right decision yeah. every time. And, I'm not, and here's the thing. I'm not going to pretend like it was. Yep. Like, I'm not going to tell you, oh, I'm the dad and, and this is how it goes and blah, 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 blah. I, I do think at some level you need to give your kids reasons sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like, so they understand. Yeah. Um, anyways, whatever, dude, I love what you're doing with your family. I love what you're doing with your kid. Uh, before we wrap this up, yeah. is there anything else that's on your mind to go? I'm a stay at home dad. This is what's important to us. Um, and this is what I would want to say to other dudes out there who are making their own decisions for what's best for their own family. Yeah, Definitely for if anybody's considering it like make it your own and if anybody's doing it uh just a reminder you're not a mom like it doesn't 
it doesn't mean take a mother's role. It means be a father who stays at home with your son. Or like, daughter. Or daughter. I'm just so zoned in on yeah. my... Um, yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing. Um, you can't replicate what a mom is to a child. Like, there's something mysterious and beautiful about that. And there's something mysterious and beautiful about fathers. So kind of be in that role but the difference is you're just at home like all the time so there's other parts of your day that are going to be a lot different from when you were working it's going to be um, taking care of the house it's going to be like making sure that you're assisting your spouse or partner Um, even for moms like they they feel the same way I've talked to some moms who are like yeah I just you know, the reason why he's so good at his job is because I make it so that he can focus on his job, mm. you know? Um, and I, I feel the same way. It's like my wife's killing the game and it's all her, but I make it easier. Uh, and I hope to make it easier. Um, and then for the actual parenting for dads, um, that's up to you. We're all raised differently. We all have our own cultures. Like I'm, I'm coming from a Latino family. I'm trying to drop all the stuff that I don't feel fits with the the young man I want to raise and I'm holding on tight to the things that I think were the most important uh, so you know we get the gifts of the of the people before us we got we got to see them we got to see what they did and um, we kind of get to make the the next decisions like my my family raised me with the um that advice or the the proverb of uh, they tried to bury us but we didn't they didn't know we were seeds it's like this mexican proverb mm. um you know my my grandfather came over he worked the fields he brought my mom over when she was nine years old uh, she worked two jobs so i can get a good education and you know i'm just gonna make it that much better for my son and for my grandkids and my future grandkids and the future narmo down the road that i will never meet um but we got we we come from survivors like you wouldn't be here if the person before you didn't live like make it a little bit better for the next group of people who are going to be here that's all all we could try to do and if you're doing that by being a stay-at-home dad good job you're kicking kicking ass you're doing a great job dude that's so beautiful man i think that the thing that's so could be pulled out of that is just be yourself and own it. Yeah. And, and you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Yep. Whether it's stay at home dad or living in an RV or moving to a place that you think will be better for your family or switching jobs or quitting a job or whatever. That's why I love your sign off, dude. That's pretty great. That's like sums it up, you know? Because kids need you. Yeah, they don't need... They don't need me or what I'm doing. Now, can I take a few things that you told me today and go, like, apply those in my life? I hope so. I hope I'm growing from that. Yeah. Not, okay, I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad now. That's the ticket. No, we don't want to just jump on people's bandwagons and copy, which maybe you do, but I don't think so. I think we just need to take a little bit from what each of us are doing and encourage each other to be that man finding himself on this adventure of fatherhood yeah. Yeah. and surround yourself with people who are way different than you 
Yeah, man, that's a tough one. That that's the hardest one because sometimes they're combative, sometimes they're not. Hopefully, they're not. But if you have different perspectives of fatherhood, uh, it's helpful. It's so helpful. Like I'm, I'm gonna have a two-year-old. He's not even two yet, and I'm already like thinking of people who are taking their kids to college and freaking out. Like, yeah, I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> so that's another thing that I would just say is like a as a enjoy the time you have. Oh yeah, like be in this season, whatever season you are in, embrace it and make the most of it because it's not going to be here forever. Yeah, and it's the grass isn't greener. It's not going to be better when they're five or when they're ten. Mm-mm. It's going to be different. So enjoy what you have right now. Yeah, dude, Carlos, you're a great dad. You are an intentional human. Where you're 28. <laughs> <clears throat> thinking about things that a lot of people don't consider until they're 55, 65, 75. And I don't want to say it's too late, but it's better thinking about that today. And the other thing is that you are a great husband to your spouse. You are serving your spouse. Even the last words you said just a few moments ago, you said, that you're trying to help set her up for success. Oh, yeah. And you're excited for her success <clears throat> to go kill the game, like yeah. you said. That her success of making more money than maybe you would have made. Or being, 100%. A, being a better yeah. leader of more employees than you would have been. Yeah. You are saying, I don't need the paycheck for the reward. I get to see her go out and do that. I'm going to support that. And yeah. that's huge. If we wanted the success of our spouse above the success of ourselves in a sense we'd get both yep that's what i saw with my dad Mm -hmm. like those few times you get both dude thank you for being on here i feel like we could talk forever because i love fatherhood i love talking about being a dad love it all so um dude thank you for being on thank you for being so intentional with your life so that my daughters will have men out there who are worthy to marry and i hope to raise daughters and my son in the same same light awesome man thank you thanks dude what another great episode uh what a rad dude carlos for coming on the podcast and talking about being a stay-at-home dad i think just after listening and interviewing dude just even the few uh that we've done so far there's a ton of good dudes out there who are really working at being fathers that are intentional with their families and it's just so incredible to see and i hope that as encouraging it as it is to me that it is to you as well so if you're listening i just want to say thank you to all you dads out there uh, for listening to the rebellion creates fatherhood field notes podcast what you do matters so significantly don't be like everybody else be yourself that is who your kids your spouse and community needs this is your guide ned shout Together, let's continue to rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in the craft of fatherhood. And if you are on iTunes, make sure to write a review. Thank you to everybody who has already. That definitely helps get the word out there. And if you like a particular episode, make sure to go to the Rebel and Create Facebook page and share it uh, with a friend. Thank you. Talk to you next time.